Punch this table. Yeah. Time. Do this show. Yeah, this one. This one. Welcome to this one. It's Ben and Jeff's this one. Who's ready for this one? No one's ready for this one. You're a fool for this one. You ever want to be on a reality show? Uh, around 2005-ish, I was starting to pitch uh, a 24-hour live stream, Big Brother-style a uh, video game thing where a bunch of us on the GameSpot staff would be locked up in some kind of house or like hotel environment and have to complete challenges in video games to get food. <laughs> Did this maybe perhaps bleed over into uh, Kessler's internship era where you were... I remember Ryan, I think, was pushing really hard to make all the interns live in a house together <laughs> and occasionally get pranked or something. It seems like something that would have come up. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. This sounds an awful like <laughs> like something that was told to me was at one point pitched. Yeah, that, that would have cost way too much yeah. money then. Yeah, yeah. That's the, I think that was the only thing that stopped that from happening. Yeah. Uh, any, any way to abuse the interns... Uh, <laughs> was definitely considered bare minimum uh such as the point where someone said what if they played farmville that might have been self-abuse i don't know i I don't remember if that was something they came up with on on their own or if that was something that i i don't remember how I, i was not involved with the origins of betting the farmville yeah i don't really remember much about that show i mean i wasn't directly involved in it yeah but and i was in a couple of them but in a just that was that was very much a, okay what's my motivation here okay they're gonna pitch to us and we're just gonna shake our heads no at the end or, or whatever it was like okay i can do that yeah sure yeah. whatever you need um yeah i just remember that uh kessler's a dirty cheater yeah totally yep and that was one of the videos that got yanked off youtube because <laughs> it uh it had farmville and cheats in the same sentence so they tried to strike it even though there was no actual cheating it was real shitty. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh, that's very annoying. It's just a bad SEO. Yeah. That was a great SEO. Oh, yeah. Uh, too good. Uh, so they had to strike it down. This is the show where you, the listener or viewer, if you're here with us live, can participate by calling in or being in chat or sending us a voicemail. We've got information, instructions on how to reach us via Discord posted in the chat right now. Uh, if you'd like to call in, uh, you can you can use the ask a question button at the top of chat if you want to type in a question. But also, we've been uh, we we have a phone number. That's right. Uh, that we've been using for for getting voicemails. Y'all thought we forgot. We didn't. We've just been waiting. That's right. Um, that phone number is. Let's hear it. Seven zero seven. Uh huh. Three nine four eight three five eight seven zero seven. Exit flu. Exit flu. Gross. Um. Yeah, and we got some voicemails. You want to? Yeah. Why don't we start with with uh, one of these voicemails up front here? Let's start with a voicemail from somebody who I believe was drinking. Oh, I have to unmute this other thing. First, first time, first time blues. What is it called? Uh, First time blues. First time blues. Yeah, that's what it's called. This it's not working. No. Okay. Yeah. Mm. That is it. This slider. I'll uh, I'll look at the chat here and see what we got here. Dr. Odds asks, would you rather go back to forum-based communities or stick with modern social media like Twitter and Reddit, etc.? Um, I don't know. I was I was never like a big forum person uh either. Uh well, I guess I I kind of got into modern social media to whatever end. Um, but I I was never really a big forum person. I was I was usually more of a chat room kind of person, so um, you know, there's always IRC. That would probably be uh, what I would take it back to at that point. Small pockets of people you sort of know but don't actually know. That's Discord's motto now, I think. Um, let's see. I'm not getting any audio out of this computer. Um, maybe the uh, the audio device is incorrectly set in Windows on that machine. That would be a huge bummer because there's a million of these and I don't know which one's which. I'm going to get some producer help. Okay. All right. I'll take uh, some more of this. 
here. Uh, Splod asks, if podcasts existed in 1995, who would have the best podcast? I don't even know. Like the cast of Friends. Mm, no, because like the, the main, the best podcast isn't necessarily the most mainstream. Sure. So you'd have to go for like uh, Scott Bakula. Okay. Would yeah. have the number one podcast. Scott Bakula's True Hollywood Tales. Of like all the shit he saw. Yeah. I was there too. No, that's a show already. Mm. You quantum leap into another set and talk to an actor. Yep. I want the real salacious stuff. What really happened behind the scenes at Quantum Leap? Uh, Damu asks, do you prefer your clickers to be endless or have a definitive end like space plan or paper clips? I think there's room for both. Uh, I'm usually going to want one that is relatively endless in a grand scheme of things to have something you can kind of always go back to um, the ones, the the ones with ends. I usually cheat at them to just like burn my way through whatever story they've written. So I can kind of see it and move on. That's usually how it goes. Um, I just realized I can get voicemails on this other computer. Yeah. All right. Uh, and similarly, ends and is says, was there an actual end game to Wiz Khalifa's weed farm? I got the numbers to go up until I got to like HH or something. Hmm. Uh, no, I think the numbers just go up for you. You earn eternal weed coins in Wiz Khalifa's weed farm. They had to add a second area for you to go to so you could like earn even more or something. Um, do E3 trailers do well on the site or are they there for wiki purposes? Uh, they do well. They They fill a gap when, when you know, when... You know, there's nothing going up from us because we're live or turning around videos that used to be live um, and there's a little bit less going up on the site. Uh, that stuff is useful. Um, it's also useful because we reference those games a lot and if yeah. people haven't watched the press conferences, they can just they go can, see the trailer. Yeah, they can check out the trailers and stuff. Uh, I think, you know, I would uh, if I had my druthers, I would probably put up trailers on the website on a regular basis if it was like oh we got a person that can just kind of handle it or or automate the process uh that like oh when trailers go up on GameSpot, they just automatically publish uh to to giant bomb as well uh for wiki purposes i wouldn't necessarily promote them on the home page or anything like that um in most cases but uh but there's no reason not to have them uh if you can get them easily enough uh other than you know, bandwidth costs or whatever that would be. Um, Davo 42 asks, what is your go-to walking around shoe? I'm wearing these, uh, these NMDs for a little bit. These kind of became my, my daily shoe. I don't know if that's put my phone on the table. It's a little uncouth, but, uh, these Adidas are, are pretty comfortable. I like those. How you doing on shoes? I just get one pair and wear them for every occasion. I found out I might be getting the hookup on a little special sneaker yeah. from my healthcare provider. Oh, yeah. Because my feet are two different sizes and extremely fucked up. But then my doctor was like, hey, you know you can get basically free shoes every year, once a year, every year uh, for life, right? With your insurance. And I said, yeah. yeah, well, through insurance. Yeah, yeah. And I said, no, I didn't know that or else I would have been doing that. Yep. And what do they have? They got Jordans. They got what are they? <laughs> yeah, you know, they got the new. Uh, they got those those Kanye shoes. Mm-hmm. That's what they're called, right? The yeah, Kanye, Kanye the Kanye shoes. Um, butters, butters, no, um, Pump, pumps. I don't know. They'll, I'll I'll have to f- find the because you have to go through. A, you get molded and then go into a catalog and like choose from probably like eight versions of brown yeah yeah like what, um, what kind of standard looking shoes that'll actually be sized to your feet yeah. well and work good for your specific foot issue there we go i'm hearing music yeah thank you jan no problem all right uh yeah uh would you ever consider buying two pairs of shoes to achieve the same effect with off-the-shelf shoes I, in fact, when I, when I tweeted about having two different size shoes, I got two people that told me that they would go buy two pairs of shoes, take the good one of each, put the other two back in a box and return it to them. Oh, wow. And say, oh, I only wanted the one pair. And then they just get the mismatched shoes 
back. Wow, that's a tongue twister. Yeah. Um, I would never be that devious. That is devious. But, you know, if there's a certain shoe... I'm just so specific because I've got such special needs when it comes to footwear that mm. I've never been in like the, ooh, let me look out the shoes that are coming market. Right. Yeah. Because it's always been out of necessity. The craziest I've gotten was a pair of Chucks, mm. which had terrible support and fucked up Yeah, their they're fucking terrible. <laughs> they're, they're, bad, they're bad shoes for wearing. Uh-huh. All right. Let's give this a shot here. Okay. Here we go. This is a voicemail from a caller. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Ben. This is Brett calling from the land of Dolph, Zig, Dana Brooke, and uh, Johnny Gargano. Uh, I was in Columbus the other day, and I played this table called Roller Games. It was amazing, but it was based off of a TV show that lasted one season. Uh So I was thinking, if you could pick a dead franchise to make a pinball table out of, what would it be? I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, roller games was cool. It was like wrestling. Well, I mean, roller derby when they televised it, it was yeah. always like vaguely like wrestling character type stuff. But then they did roller derby. Was roller it games. dudes? Uh, it was dudes and ladies. Okay. Uh, it would be like, oh, in these periods, the men are skating, and mm-hmm. these are the ladies. And there's the one guy who would do. I think he would knock a guy over, and then he would jump and land with his back on the other guy, and then wiggle. Huh. That was his move, and he would do it. To oh, people. Dolph Wiggler. Yeah, Dolph Wiggler was his name. Uh, I think his name was Frankie something. He was like he was like an older dude. He was like the one older dude in the whole league, and he would do that. Um, <laughs> There's some guys like the producer's friend. Yeah, but like roller games. I think it, if you got into sudden death in roller games, they rolled out an alligator pit. Oh, and you would have hell to jump yeah. over it. Oh no, someone fell in the alligator pit, and this alligator like drugged up, never going to do anything. <laughs> um, do you think that was reflected in the pinball table? Uh, no, not especially well. I can tell you with some authority that it, that it was not. Um, what defunct media property would you want to turn into a pinball table? Max Hedrum. Okay. Or Sledgehammer. Ooh. Uh, someone in the chat says Cleopatra 2525, which is also a great choice. Uh, I gotta or go, anything. Got to go butt ugly Martians on that one. Oh, boy. Yikes. <laughs> uh, why don't you line up another voicemail? Sure uh, thing. And I'll take one more. Uh, out of here. All right, here we go. Hey, gentlemen. This is from- oh, that was the wrong one. Here we go. Why is this? What? First time. First time running the boards. Yep. Here we go. Hey guys, it's Friday night. So that means my car's going to make a noise. And I'm going to call this voicemail and tell you that I'm about to go watch Unfriended the Dark Web. Ooh. Yes. And I'm just wondering, uh, you guys, you guys got any good bad movies? You guys, you guys into that? You guys into the watching a bad movie while drunk, uh, in a theater, probably surrounded by teenagers? That's gonna be weird. Uh, still gonna do it. Uh, but, uh, what was the last bad movie you saw in theaters, like on purpose, or like at home? What, just like, what was the reason for I don't know. Thanks to Anonymous. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I got to say, first and foremost, Unfriended, terrific film, and might actually be my most recent bad movie I went to see uh, mm. on purpose. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, the video, I, I've, you know, it, there, there are a lot of bad movies I have loved over the years, for sure. But the one I would say uh, sticks out is The Chosen One, Legend of the Raven. Oh, what's that? It's a 1998 movie starring Carmen Electra. Ooh. And she, at some point, dies and comes and is infused with the spirit of a raven and comes back to kill these meth dealers. Or, or she, like, there's meth dealers, but they don't call it meth. They call it little green men. And so there's like, you need to give me some more of them little green men. Um, And... It's a well-made film, for sure. Uh, it, it's it's something else. There's also a scene where Carmen Electra gets like, I guess naked, but it's like a bo- it's like kind of pretty clearly a body double and it's like pouring milk. Da- it's just a what? weird scene. Is it like she seduces this dude? This is made up. Uh, it it trauma put it out. Okay. Like they didn't make it, but sure. it was like trauma at some point started selling it on DVD. Um, 
it's a real fucking piece of work, man. Uh, and th- so that that's kind of become my go-to. Uh, yeah, yeah. Isn't that basically the plot, plot of the crow? Yeah, kind of. Yes, kind of. Um. Let's uh, see here. What do you uh, got? Another one. I I I really recently and it's hard to draw the line of what is a good bad movie and what is a bad bad movie and what's an entertaining bad movie but uh i had the chance to see ricky O, the story of ricky in theaters uh packed theater sold out show yeah and my friend who i was with was so drunk he was screaming at the at the screen and he was not the only one Mm -hmm. it was a terrific experience i Uh, had i'm shit i might still have it um, I might have Dan Reichert's copy of that. Oh, really? He gave that to me at one point because I had not seen it. Fantastic and, movie. Yeah. Uh, if you love practical effects, you really can't get much better. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh. Yeah. I don't know. What, you, you got that? You got any more voicemails? Should we? We, we get take a live call. Yeah. Gotta, let's take yeah. a live call. Uh, I'm getting one lined yeah, up. Yeah. We right should now. line up some live calls. Uh, from folks here. They're live. They're here. They're ready. For us. Um, Three Ox says, do you think fighting games should always try to tune their mascot characters to be competitive? As in, should Ryu or Scorpion or main character always be top or near top tier? I think they should always be mid-tier. I think they should always be right in the middle. Like, competitively viable, but never the best. Yeah. Yeah, because you want people to... You want them to be good enough so the people that play that character feel like that that character is viable and can compete. But you also probably want some good reasons to make people try out different characters. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I that that seems sensible. Like I'm sure every fighting game is is designed somewhat differently, but I have to imagine that you know you're you're going out, you're creating your systems or whatever, mm-hmm. and then the easiest way to implement it is to make a base character, a Ryu or what have you, yeah. that utilizes all the parts of the system moderately well. Right. And then like go from there and branch out like, okay, this now this character is going to be slower, but can do this other thing and then just branch out from there, which is why I believe that they should always be just like kind of in the middle. That seems totally sensible. Like Jack of all trades style character of just like, hey, you're going to be able to do a little bit of everything with this. And if you know how to use these tools really well, you'll probably still succeed just fine. But, but yeah. Um... This uh, Nif Nif Boy uh, says, uh, now that Steam is rolling its chat update out to everyone, how psyched are you to not be on 30 different Discord servers for PUBG? Uh, I, don't, I don't see myself using the Steam chat stuff. I've, I've fiddled with it briefly when they were running it in beta just to kind of get a sense of like what it could do. And I don't really like the implementation all that well. Uh, I also don't like the idea of having to run full-blown Steam to chat with people discord seems like a better solution for that sort of stuff yeah to me the only stuff that the steam friends stuff is is good for is seeing people's progress in a game and who's partying up and seeing like oh do my friends have a five stack for dota or whatever do they have a four stack for PUBG? i'm more kind of like lightly miffed that they there's no more offline for steam chat for steam oh really yeah it seems like it's more just you can set yourself to invisible, which is effectively the same. Um, but it doesn't seem like there's an offline like mode anymore. Like just go offline. Yeah. Huh, weird. Uh, maybe that's in like a deeper settings or whatever, but it used to be just in part of that drop down. And last time I checked, it was it was not there. Uh, so I don't really see. Yeah, I don't really see myself using it. Um, but I never used Steam like instant messaging at all ever either. So yeah, let's take a call. Sure thing. We got a caller on the line. All right. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? It's you. Balding. Oh, sorry. Hi. 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 Uh, uh, I was just curious. Um, I'm sitting here looking at my Switch, which has been blown up in the last four hours. And um, I'm looking at a dev menu, Uh which lets me do anything from top to bottom. And the same happened with the 3DS, and that's kind of been forgotten for now. But did you, did anybody see an uptick in the 3DS sales 
when that happened? And do you think that there, you're going to see the the same kind of uptake with uh, the Switch that you're, you know, I don't. I'd expect people would would have right. I, I don't know that we will, especially if you if you take it at face value that updated switches are getting out there that are going to fix the issue that you're using to do what you're doing. Um, the only uptick you would see at that point, I think, is people buying a second switch to keep legit, and then one to filth up. Uh, the, and the, admittedly, the the, the, I have a f- few friends that have done that. Yeah. So let's talk about this dev menu. I haven't seen any of this stuff in action. You say anything. I mean, are you talking like you're installing games you have not purchased legally or, or theoretically you can? Do you don't need to admit to a crime to me, son? But um, uh, I will say it is a roundabout way. The 3DS had a glaring uh, problem with the free shop where yeah. you could basically grab anything from Nintendo mm-hmm. and be legitimate. Um, this sort of has the same problem. Yeah. Um, there are certificates, one of which is still unbanned, that you can feed to Nintendo and they say, okay, that's good and we'll give you the the the, the file. Right. You take that file and you load it and then you're basically um, online. Or, I'm sorry, not online. You're installed. You're online, you, yeah, you yeah. can't. If you, if you go online with this, they are really really strict this time Mm -hmm. i mean it's not it's not 3ds so you can do it whatever they don't care anymore no they're they're even with all the cheats that you see in splatoon 2 right yeah they're they're still clamping down on it as soon as you come out of airplane mode they are really on your ass yeah you can go from i'm looking at my sd card and it's it's the game it's the DLCs, it's the update, mm-hmm. it's basically everything Nintendo has on their own server. You transfer it to a SD card, and it's again blown wide open. So it, it yeah, until it's just I don't know what to think. I I'd, it, I'm tempted to say that this I don't think this will be a huge mess for them because, and I think if you look at what the 3DS uh did, and and thanks for your call. I, I think if if you look at what the the 3DS ended up doing sales wise and all this other stuff because the there were multiple eras of the 3ds being kind of open to piracy um and the platform still did quite well um and and nintendo was able to respond with firmware updates and and various things and it's only relatively recently that the whole platform got kind of blown open to where like hey no matter what you're running you can still kind of get in uh to a 3ds um and the stuff with the switch, um, you know, it sounds like these early units will be busted open. They will probably issue corrected hardware if they haven't already. There's been some talk that updated hardware has already gone out and the ones on shelves now are going to be a little more likely or somewhat more likely to be uh, immune to these methods uh, that, that people are, are using to to hack their to hack their switch, to get homebrew on their switch, to get whatever whatever else on their switch. Um, so I think with that in mind, it could be a, a, something that is limited in scope. Of course, there's also the aspect of like, Hey, you're never gonna be able to take this switch online. Uh, if you are running this, uh, if you're running a, a filth switch, all filthed up with the filth, uh, you're not gonna be able to actually do the things you, all the things you can do with a switch. Uh, and some of that will come down to, you know, then like how good can Nintendo make its online offering? Will people want to pay for it? And want to be on the right side of things so much that they that they don't fuck up and fuck around with their switch. Um, and there's of course all the stuff with the banning and, and all the other stuff. It sounds like that they they have done a better job of securing their server side stuff. Though obviously you talk about your your certs being unbanned. Um, it sounds like they've done a better job there from what I've been reading. And you know it's not perfect, but it seems like you have to jump through enough hoops um, that it'll be a good deterrent to most people. And I think that that's kind of all you can hope for in a case like this is you've got a a good enough deterrence in place to prevent, uh, prevent it from becoming hugely widespread. Um, and you, you know, you'll have, you'll have a lot of people that get caught in the middle of this. That'll think like, Oh, I can just, I can do this. And, and, uh, 
you know, I can, you know, when a Pokemon game comes out, that was always the, you know, like like reading reading through how stuff went on the 3DS and, and reading the kind of blow by blow of like kids going like, I want to play the Pokemon early. This is what I need to do to do it. Oh, no, my 3DS got banned. I need to have my mom call. And like, no, they're not going to unban your shit. You stole the game. You, you, you stole shit. Um, it's, like, it's a valuable lesson, though, because like, you know, <clears throat> it's a it's a. Uh, with with like early piracy and early internet stuff it's really easy to just be to you know indulge and pretend that it's a victimless crime and i'm not saying you know it's like oh no the corporations are gonna yeah blah 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 but it it shows you that actions on the internet and off the internet sometimes have these real repercussions and you need to either a follow the rules or b get really good about stealing yeah, like I don't think I would, uh, you know, if, if it were me, I don't think I would be comfortable hitting Nintendo's own servers with a hacked Switch with hacked certificates on it uh, from my own IP address, personally. Yeah. That doesn't seem like uh, something that would be especially smart to do, I guess. Uh, oh, totally. Well, you know, at that point, they have to be sure, you know, they can't, uh, well, whatever. Um, yeah, th- there's a there's a flaw in the the hardware that the switch is based on it's a it's a or it's a feature actually it's something that was built into i guess the the tigra architecture or something uh that that you know you can do on some of the other tablets that use it and stuff and someone just figured out a way to apply that to the switch hardware and that got them in um and it's pretty crazy it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then there are people out there, you know, and, and, and there's a lot of bad shit floating around on this. People that go like, oh, well, I want to try to install this stuff. And, and oh, here's a thing I can install that does it. And meanwhile, it's a hacked thing with a someone sent me a picture a couple days ago of. um, It was an open text document. It was like spit out from it was like output from a switch like firmware thing. And it was an ASCII goatsy, and I guess it also bricked their switch along the way. So, you know, it's a wild west with this shit. You don't know what you're installing on that thing. It's, you know, you you could fry your whole device in the process. Uh, you know, it is what it is. I ain't your dad. Um, I'm not gonna tell you to live your life, but it seems like a pretty risky path to go down. Yes, uh, these days. So, so I don't know. Uh, still, it's fascinating to watch that stuff, uh, and and this stuff happened so much earlier than I think anyone would have thought on on this platform, and and you know having watched a lot of the stuff that people have done on the 3ds and like how blown open that thing got over time. Uh, yeah, man, uh, you can see why Nintendo might be out there shutting down ROM sites and some of this other stuff, kind of protecting everything they can around the edges as well because it's ugly yeah um i got some voicemails lined up yeah here. sure let's uh, let's take another voicemail this is a nice quick one here. okay hey how come the super nintendo port of mr do has a has a secret code to change the title screen to mr do that's do with a u instead of it i know also, why is there a Super Nintendo port of Mr. Do? Bye. Finally, the hard-hitting questions. <laughs> Give me that phone number. We're calling that person back. What area code are they in? The 915. Figures. Yeah. Figures. Typical. Can't trust them. So this is weird. Um, well, there's a Super Nintendo port of Mr. Do because Mr. Do is a great game. We can all agree Mr. Do is one of the all-time classics. Agreed. Um... So there's been a version of Mr. Do supported in MAME for years that was called Mr. Do, D-U, instead of Mr. D-O, Do. Uh, and um, it was thought to be a, a hack or a pirated version. You know, there were a lot of like hacked versions of arcade games that would get issued and sold uh, more cheaply if if a if a software pirate in the 80s could figure out a way to make an arcade game run on Galaxian hardware or Scramble hardware, they would do it. Uh, and the quality of the sound would suffer and weird shit like that. But they would get out there and try to sell their copy of Crazy Kong instead of Donkey Kong or, or you know, the 9,000 versions of Pac-Man, fucking ab scam and shit like that. 
Um, and so I think everyone just assumed that this version of Mr. Do was one of those, like someone hacked the title screen to say something different and they're selling it as if it were a separate game and blah, blah, blah. But this code uh, to change the title screen seems to imply that maybe there was a revision of the official real Mr. Do that spelled it D U. Um, and that's, uh, that's fascinating and strange. I think eight, four play got into this, uh, relatively recently when Steve Lynn was on, um, I have not, I have not listened to that episode. I'm, I'm behind a little bit, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird turn of events. Mr. Do's pretty good. Mr. Do's, uh, castle, I think is probably my favorite Mr. Do. Yeah. That's the one I've have the most experience yeah. with. Or Mr. Do versus unicorns, <laughs> I believe is called in Japan. Uh, Mr. Do's good. Mr. Do's good. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Winship asks, um, do Ubisoft games where they support a game for three years or more, is that a good thing in your mind or a frustrating thing? I think it's a good thing. I don't I don't know. Like, it, it, unless you hate the, all the games they're supporting and making and you wish they were making like a new Splinter Cell, I could see that being frustrating. Like, oh, all these teams are just supporting their games instead of making the ones I want. Um, but I think generally speaking, it's a good thing as long as they don't abuse it. And I think the crew too is a case of them uh, abusing it where I think that they've promised a lot of things for what that game will be uh, in a number of months. And the way that game launched, it it just feels very lackluster, like very light on content. Uh, the It's a big open world, a big open United States that just feels empty uh, with not a lot to do. It doesn't have competitive multiplayer in it, which is, it's like a fucking online, it's an always online driving game. Like, what, what, what are you doing? Um. So I think that's like a really frustrating thing of like, oh, you know, the, the 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 concept of the crew is a sound one, but the crew one didn't get it right. Ah, crew two. Hey, man, maybe they'll, maybe they'll knock it out. No, instead they expanded into planes and boats and all this other stuff, even though the driving wasn't great in the first one and it's not great here. And then on top of that, the whole world of events and options and all that other stuff is like very lackluster. It just it feels wild. Like I, I am endlessly frustrated uh and and like lightly furious about the state of the crew too i'm not even like a big crew one fan it's just the nature of like they're gonna put this thing out and sell it for 60 bucks and then have another version that's a hundred dollars and that's what it is are you fucking kidding me it's like it's crazy you just look at it like that just seems that's it's over the line in terms of like what's acceptable in terms of just like marketing a game and selling for full price and all that other stuff. Like the, the state of that game at launch is just bizarre. I bet there's a fascinating story about all the things that must've gone sideways that they still had to hit a, hit a release date or something. Cause like there's no, it's hard for me to envision a world where anyone went like, yeah, we nailed it. Day I mean, one, perfect game. We'll add to it. It'll get even more perfect. See, the, the thing is, I wonder now with the precedent of these other games where it's like, okay, the launch is eh, but then over the course of year one, year two or whatever, we start to fix them. We start to make them better. I wonder if, you know, it's it's a lot of people in the industry and fans have acknowledged that they are doing this. Yeah. I wonder if that gives them more room to release questionable day one games and be like, ah, we'll fix it eventually. I, I think that in the case of the crew, cause I, I don't, I don't feel like the crew two has really picked up a lot of steam. No. Uh, cause it's a bad game, you know, like if it had been, if it had had more content in it, it would have been, uh, bet accepted a little more easily. Okay. So, so no, I, I would say it's, it's not working out in their favor. Um, and you wonder like, did they maybe try to slip one by people here under the guise of that, or or was it a situation where like hey they they probably intended to have a lot more ready things went sideways somewhere along the way this is what they had it still shipped which is maybe the problem like hey maybe push that thing back uh but it already got pushed back multiple times I, you know i don't know that game wasn't gonna get any better if they pushed it back maybe but they would have a little bit more in it uh we got a call we do. Uh, a lot of people seem to have this uh, Nintendo piracy issues on the mind, so let's keep talking about that. Hello, caller. Uh, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, hi. Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Hello. 
Okay, cool. Uh, this is really surreal. Uh, I'm Nick. I'm from Houston. Okay. Hello, yeah, Nick. Yeah, and I wanted to... Uh, I think about the free shop issue a lot. And the way I kind of feel about it is, you know, Nintendo, they're not hurting for money. They have a gigantic war chest. Um, oh, I, I'm sorry. Are you talking? I think there might be a delay on this. No, no, no. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, anyways. And so, like, the security issues that have plagued them long term, that really seems like at this point, it is a lack of investment. Do you think the conversation we need to have about Nintendo, like, because it's like okay you were pirating games directly from their servers their partners game on their dime that it's like uh some uh, do you think it's a negligence conversation i a negligence yeah uh that's a good point thanks for your call um yeah i, I think N- nintendo has a duty to be a good partner to their third parties right like that's that's uh they want to be a responsible platform holder and create a good environment for uh, third parties to sell games. That's the whole the whole part of the partnership uh, is that they're going to do everything they can to get the consoles out there, get the hardware out there, and and provide a good, clean, well lit place to conduct commerce. Um. So yeah, I mean, if if I was a third party, especially if I was uh, making like a very small game, um, that isn't going to get a lot of promotion and stuff like that, and you see. I, I bet they don't even get the download numbers. I was going to say, if if you see download numbers and not revenue attached to it, then you'd be like, what the fuck? But uh, but I, I bet that the reporting is only reporting sales and not downloads. Um, so developers probably don't even know if their game has been pirated off of Nintendo's servers multiple times or, or, or what have you. Um, I think it's a good point. I, I, I do think that like the, the holes in security, you know, like reading up on it over these last couple of months here, um, and and kind of dipping into it from the outside looking in i've seen people uh who you know security researchers you know whatever like people that are that are looking into this stuff i've seen them say that like oh nintendo seems to have done a better job like i said earlier on the server side stuff about like hey you know because on the 3ds like that stuff got wide open and it was like oh well eh." uh it seems like in this this case they can at least clamp down on it uh from their end a little bit more easily uh, in some cases, uh, and, and we'll see how that goes. Um, you know, uh, piracy is a problem, you know, at at the end of the day, I, I, I do think it, it does impact some number of sales, how large of a problem it is. I can't say like, that's the sort of thing where, you know, like, of course on the publisher end, they're going to say, Oh, this game got torrented this many times. That's this number of dollars we lost out on. It's no. like, uh, no, no, it's not. You can never tie it directly to that because there's a number of people who would never have bought that game. Or like bought it s- used at a GameStop. Right, yeah. Or people that are so ultra hardcore about just piracy for the sake of piracy that they were never going to be one of your customers, you know? Um, and then you could argue, you know, you start to make the other arguments of like, how much damage does that actually do? And, and you know, is is someone playing that game and then telling someone else about it, if they go on to buy it, does that mean, you know... Word of mouth, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like all that other shit, uh, you know, a lot of it is thrown out there as like flimsy justifications for here's why piracy is good, actually. And I, eh, I don't know that I buy all of that stuff, uh, but I do think that the numbers that the industry throws around uh, when they're based on like number of times a game was torrented or, or what have you is it's, it's not accurate. Uh, it's, it's not it, those are not actual damages. Um, Zetabyte says piracy killed the Vita. No, the Vita, the Vita was dead long before <laughs> that stuff came along. It might've like, you know, clamped down on the very end of it, but that thing was already, the, the Vita was already done in a mainstream sense. There's still a handful of games still coming out for the Vita. And I don't think that number was impacted widely by, uh, piracy issues on the Vita. That, that, that seems, uh, wrong um so yeah i i think that at the end of the day nintendo it sounds like they did a better job with the switch than they did with the 3ds in some ways but but at the same time here we are with people starting to do some stuff uh so i don't know i don't know where that stuff stands and i don't know what they'll do to change it and how they can change it and all that other stuff we'll, we'll kind of see what their move is and and 
you know, as, as that tug of war goes back and forth. If they can get a revision of hardware out there, they've already sold a lot of switches, but, you know, they'll sell plenty more. So if they can get a hardware revision out there that really does kind of close out the the primary method of, of getting into that mode and whatever whatever it ends up being, um, you know, that will probably stop the bleeding in a, in a grand sense. And they can just kind of uh, clamp down on it on server end for the for the limited number of people that have downloaded and installed that stuff along the way. We'll see. Um, you want to take some more voice? I've found like a treasure trove of voicemails over here. <clears throat> okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Why don't we take another voicemail? Yeah. All right. We've got hot voicemail. Oh, where'd it go? I like hot. Here we go. This one, uh, I didn't, I didn't listen to, but the transcription looks promising. The machine transcription uh, for Google voice is perfect. Top notch. Perfect. Hey, what's up guys? Uh, I don't know the format for this whole thing. I guess I'm just going to put a question in here. See if you put it on. That's how uh, it works. But, uh, what's the dumbest Star Wars alien? There's a lot of dumb looking Star Wars aliens out there. And I'm just thinking about it. Man, I just really, I just really hate looking at some of them. That one that that uh, gets the arm cut off. That one looks real stupid. Yeah, that's it. What's the dumbest looking Star Wars alien? Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Got him! Got him! Got him! Got him! Uh, yeah, that one, the one with like the that kind of looks like a walrus that gets his arm cut off. It's pretty stupid. Uh, I don't remember most of them. I don't honestly. remember like a lot of them. Like I haven't seen any Star Wars is in. Like I watched Rogue One. That was the last Star I'd Wars. I'd love to I have saw. Max Scoville here, noted Star Wars expert. Mm. Um, but man, yeah, I think that the oh Watto. Which one's Watto? He's, he's the, the pod racing guy. Yeah, he's the one who owns Luke's mom or Anakin's mom. Okay, and he like talked like a racist character like so many people in that movie did right yeah i don't remember what Watto looks like but okay he, he was a little flying guy with like a oh, okay long yeah blue yeah, nose. yeah 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 yep <laughs> yep neo hellbeast asks is epic forever stuck working on fortnite because of its success i just want an unreal championship three yeah it's all hands on deck on that game my dude uh uh, no, I, I imagine there's still people working on uh, Spy Jinx, the the JJ Abrams uh, theme, the the it partnered game, mobile yeah. game that they announced a while back. Yeah, I need to check. Someone said that uh, on that Unreal Tournament uh, thing they were running got an update relatively oh, really? recently, which which I had heard. That Wasn't that, that was, the thing that they were like, "Come watch us make it live"? Like yeah. we're gonna just stream yeah, out the whole. Th- totally, it was like we're gonna make this game with you. We're putting it out hyper early. Please install our launcher and play some UT. And so I did. And I was the only one most of the time. Uh, hard to find players playing that UT thing very frequently. But now it's uh, fairly easy to get people in that launcher. Yeah. A lot of people run the launcher. Maybe I should try again. See if there's more people playing UT. Um, I don't think they're necessarily stuck working on Fortnite forever. I think there will you know, be a team of people working on Fortnite for a very long time but if anything the amount of money they're pulling in gives them the money to spin up as many fucking teams as they want they could make 20 more games right now if they wanted to uh and still have every single person they need um working on Fortnite so so yeah uh chop asks was shadow run on the xbox low rent overwatch Hmm. Uh, hmm. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I don't know. Is there Are there any characters in Overwatch that can just drop a fucking tree on the map and the tree heals you? No. 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 Okay. Question number two. Can I play cross-platform between console and PC? No. Well, it sounds like uh, Shadowrun is better a than Overwatch. Overwatch. Yeah. Uh, ooh, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that checks out. There is no, um, there is no mother-daughter, uh, in, in, uh, De- Death Dark, what was the name of the game? Shadowrun. Sh- De- 
um, Dark Guys. Overwatch. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, the other one. Sh- Shadow- Shadowrun. Oh, yeah. Sh- Sh- Shadowrun doesn't have like a mother-daughter combo that like to hang out and make quick wit with each other. So you're saying if there was like a bunch of like porny fan fiction about Shadowrun, it would have been huge? I'm just going to type porny fan fiction of Shadowrun into this computer and see what I get. So the thing is Shadowrun's just a huge property. So you need to, you know, I want to find something that's specific to uh, that Xbox and PC, that Games for Windows Live game. Mm, oh god mm. you're putting a virus on that computer man <laughs> and in your own body by viewing this is uh, the only thing i can get off to now yeah well that's how it happens that's how it starts i don't think shadow run was a very good game never did some people really liked it i thought it was kind of bad um Swell Gibson says, uh, with the success of Dragon Ball Fighters, do you think there will be more 3v3 games from licensed properties? Like a WWE game would be perfect, for example. I don't know. You think we're going to see more tag games because Dragon Ball was popular? No, I don't think that it's the format, right? It was just like, okay, we finally made a competent fighting. It could have been a 1v1 game. Yeah. And like, if it was made as solidly as like a Guilty Gear or something. Mm -hmm. I could totally see it having the same level of success. I think I would prefer... I, I wish that game was a 1v1 game. Yeah, they totally could. I, I would love to see like a... What's the, what's the name? I forget the name of that Shonen uh, game that you play. We both played Jump at Force. Jump Force. If Jump Force was just like a 2D fighting game with like Naruto and Goku and mm-hmm. all of them, that could be... And it like played well, that could be tremendous. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I... I I think what we'll see more of is more people trying to make... I mean, we already see it. There's already a Kill a Kill game that, that's been announced. We're going to see a lot more of people trying to actually make solid anime video games, which it's, it's about time that <laughs> we got those. <laughs> it's never going to work. <laughs> Dragon Ball is the only one that has a wide enough fan base to drag everyone in. Yeah. I think it. I think it is the only one. Like I think, a, a kill the kill game, even if it's like a fucking top notch fighting game, is still going to be an anime fighter. Yeah, Dragon Ball ascended out of that because it's fucking Dragon Ball. Yeah, exactly. Uh, laid back camp though. Just like a what kind of game would that be? A two a one a one v one fighter. Okay. Uh. Everyone's super is to fucking create a tent and they create different types of tents. It's like the grappler tent. Yeah. The rushdown tent. Mm-hmm. And then the finish, this is the guy that's got finishing moves, but it's all just like, check out this hot pot I made here at the campsite. I could go for some hot pot. Right yeah. Now. And then there was a, a drunk lady at the next campsite over. What? Yeah, man. I'm telling you, it goes. Does she at least clean up after herself? No. <gasps> she is at one point attempts to give the kids wine. What? It's it was a dramatic turn for a series yeah. uh that it's, Holy it's, crap. it goes places that you don't expect it to go, which is why I think it would work as a fighting game. Um Not Kutkots says, is Chex Quest the best branded food based game or is it cool spot? Chex Quest is way better than Cool Spot. Um, Yo Noid. Yo Noid better than Cool Spot. Not as good as Chex Quest. Uh, Chester Cheetah too cool for school. Mm-hmm. Better than uh, Cool Spot. Worse than the other two. Mick and Mac Global Gladiators. Probably Ooh. better than most of them. Yeah. Slightly uh, under Chex Quest. Yeah. Um, and Mick Kids is probably at the bottom. The other, the other McDonald's game. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. They don't really make those anymore. So, like, the ability to make a good one is almost non-existent. Yeah, they just don't really happen Sneak very much. Sneak King. Yeah, I have a confession to make here. Sneak King is a fucking terrible video game. All right, tell that to uh, Steve Bannon. I will. I know he's watching. <laughs> Steve Bannon, a. I- I've got him on hold over here. All right. It's, maybe just don't. All right. I'll just, uh, just delete this. A, I, I, just, it's weird. I envision him just like in underwear, nothing else, sitting in front of a TV going, God damn it. I could have been, uh, I'll get him. 
Sneaking's a bad game. This is a voicemail. Okay, let's hear it. Oh, weird. Okay. Uh, bye. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Voicemails. What really, were you expecting, dude? Like, did, did you record an outgoing greeting? No. Oh, okay. Maybe maybe that's why it's maybe it's catching people off guard. Maybe yeah. Uh, but I mean, like, he's thing. Just ask a question. It's, how is it that off put? How do you how are you caught that off guard? I think people are still like we've entered a, a world in which people are again flabbergasted by the concept of phone numbers for things. <laughs> you know, it used to be like because I had a public access TV show when I was in high school, and we had a phone number at the end, and people would just call to see if it was legit. And people were like, "Why would this local TV show with these idiot kids driving around and doing dumb shit have a fucking phone? I better call it." And then there was a, w- a window where it was like you realize like, oh, anyone can have a phone number, whatever. But now we've reached that point again where like phone numbers are slightly mystical. People don't like to call each other anymore. But also it's never been easier just to get a fucking voicemail box. Google lets you do it all day long. So maybe it's just become mystical again. I, I posted the phone number for my Google voice account on my Tumblr and people call it all the fucking time and leave that exact message that you just got. More often than not, people are just like, I just called it to see if it was a thing. I guess it is weird. Like, no shit. The fuck did you think it was going to be? Oh. <sighs> All right. So again, our number is 707-394-8358. Put it in your phone if you're going to be doing a late night of drinking. That's right. Give us a call. Yeah, yeah. Put it in your phone. And then when you're at an anime convention and they're doing hand check, we want you to call. Put it in your phone. Put it under your ex-girlfriend's name so when you get those drunk urges to give a call, you get us instead. Call us instead. And we're here. We're ready to believe you. Yeah. Lay down your deepest, darkest secrets so I can look at it and laugh and then not put it on the air. Yeah. Call up and admit to being a filthy software pirate. Ugh. Dirtbags. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us here. Unless you got uh, any burning calls over there that you want to get to. No, a little light on actual okay. calls today. All right. Well, we got the voicemail. We got the calls. We got multiple ways that you can reach out and touch us. Uh, and we'll be back next week with some more of that. Have a good week. Until next time. Have a good week. That's what he said. Have a great week. Have a fantastic week. Have a fucking week.